Hi guys, um, it has been a while. Uh, welcome back to season three of Millennial Mirrors. I don't even understand how we got to a season three, but we're here. Uh, and it has definitely been a journey. Uh, we started recording season three right before uh, quarantine kind of kicked in. And now we kind of started recording again. So it's been a while, but um, but we're here. And just to let you know, season three is going to be a little bit different uh, than season one and two in the sense that we're going to actually be splitting the episodes in half. So the first half of the episode will be about the guest. So you guys can get a little bit more in-depth knowledge of the guest and who they are as a person. And then the second half of the episode will actually be focused on the subject and what we're talking about. So, yeah, I guess the best thing to do is let's just jump into it. Um, today's episode is about Dina Vandur. She's a certified doula, yoga, meditation, energy healer based in Dubai. Um, she also curates wellness experiences. But before all that, she founded Why Apparel, a yoga, fitness, and lifestyle boutique. Uh, in our first episode of the season, she'll be weighing in on the topic of feeling lost. But before that, let's find out a little bit more about her and why she can definitely talk about the idea of feeling lost. So let's just jump into it. Thank you, Dina, for joining me on today's episode. Thank you so much for having me. It's the first episode of season three. I'm excited and nervous, but let's see how we do. (laughs) I hope I do you justice. I'm sure you'll be fine. (laughs) So what's the story of Dina Vandur? Well, it all started in 1985. No. Well, now you all know how old I am. Um, But no, I mean, essentially, I took the usual sort of path of, you know, going to college and and working and then um, got to a point where I was like, okay, maybe I can actually start something. And I was actually approached by a friend to potentially start a business together, which was Why Apparel at the time. Mm -hmm. So this was about you know, 2012, 2013. And I was in financial comms PR, you know, telling companies how to communicate their, you know, mergers and acquisitions. It was very, very exciting. (laughs) And, um, you know, she was like, hey, want to open up a yoga store with me? And I was like, yes, that sounds way better than what I'm doing. Although I obviously learned a lot, which is why I am where I am. But um, yeah, so I was like, okay, let's jump in this together. We started to work on this concept And uh, unfortunately, she had to move and she was like, it's all you. And I was like, wait, don't (laughs) leave me alone. Because even though I always felt that I would be entrepreneurial at some point, I always felt like I needed to rely on somebody to do it with me to kind of hold my hand through it. Very like Arab girl, like somebody hold my hand while I go through life. Um, (laughs) But that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me was just to be completely pushed into the deep end. I had already signed all these like documents and I had submitted checks for rent and my right. license and everything. And I just had to do it. There was, there was no choice. And that's what really propelled me into what I think is the space that I'm in now. So I was able to have the flexibility to think about what it is that I want to do because now I had flexibility and space. Um, and so obviously my focus at first was to help this business thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, but f- that gave me sort of the platform and the stepping stone to step into wellness, which is what I'm doing now. And that started with yoga. And obviously it's moved into being a doula. It's also moved into meditation, into being a yoga teacher and having that space to just explore and see what it is that works for me and what feels right and what feels aligned. So that's kind of my general story. Cool. I have some questions. <laughs> Hit me. 
Um, so first of all, can you just tell me a bit about Why Apparel, what it is? Yes. So Why Apparel is a yoga and lifestyle e-boutique slash concept store. Mm -hmm. So it's an umbrella for a couple of brands that I really love and think are ethical and sustainable and can't be found here. So um, I basically find things that I love and bring them to the UAE. And so we have everything yoga pants and sports bras and yoga mats. But then we also have some lifestyle items just like joggers and jumpsuits and that kind of thing. So, yeah, this all encompassing yoga and lifestyle store. And we've had it for about seven years. I'm actually coming to the point of closing it after seven years. Oh, so no. I'm definitely in this major transition in my life right now. Um, of giving up my firstborn child that allowed me to have this really amazing life and to be connected to all the people in the wellness space that I've been able to connect with. So, yeah, it's a little bit scary um, because it was scary to start the business. And then, you know, you go through that and you're like, oh, that was a piece of cake. And that's what gave me the confidence to really try all these other things. Um, and now I'm like, oh, nobody's actually briefed me on <laughs> how to let go and how to close something and how to yeah even just go through the whole process of what that means so yeah that's that's pretty much what it what it is and what it's about and uh i've put it out into the universe if somebody wants to come forward and embrace it and take it forward they can but if it's time for it to pass then um i've had to do a lot of work to get to that point of being okay with that so what led to the decision of kind of closing it down is it because you want to focus on something else or yeah absolutely i think I knew, I probably knew like two years ago that it it wasn't what I wanted to do. You know, like mm -hmm. I remember my mom when I started the store, she was like, oh, you know, like that's what you want to do. Mm. You just want to like sell clothes, you know. And I was like, I'm not just a clothes seller. It's a concept. It's a community. And it absolutely is that. But right. at the end of the day, you know, I did have to, I wasn't a physical store. We've had to move out of that because the rent was too high. Mm -hmm. And um, move into kind of being this online space plus selling in studios. And, you know, at the end of the day, it just feels very transactional. I don't have this space that I can like welcome people into mm -hmm. like I did before. We had like classes and talks and workshops and I was able to meet everybody and look them in the eye. And that's very much like in the space that I live. Like I want to be around human beings. Um, and so this isn't, yeah, it, I definitely just felt like, okay, you know, I need to spend more time doing what I love, right. which is working with individuals and making them feel better in whatever way that means for them. And uh, yeah, becoming less aligned with having this kind of business concept that I'm just trying to keep alive for the reason of keeping alive. Right. And um, that's kind of, yeah, that's how it, I came to the decision. So you've kind of spoken about two big, let's say, transitions. One was when you were working in the kind of the corporate and business uh, world, and you took a very hard turn out of that into starting Why Apparel. Um, I guess what was going on in your life, emotionally, mentally, all that, that kind of made you decide, okay, this is, this doesn't, what I'm doing right now doesn't feel right, and I want to kind of switch gears. Switching to Why Apparel? Yeah. I think... To be honest, like I said, I think that when someone brought the idea to me and we kind of came up with this idea together and and formalized the concept, it was just really, really exciting. And it was like this idea that, oh, well, actually, maybe there is something that I could do and create and produce and 
yeah, like manifest that is just mine. Mm -hmm. And that's not in this, you know, daily grind of kind of getting to work and leaving. And are you, you know, how are you faring up against your colleagues? And are you bringing in enough money for the company? And it's Mm -hmm. just, I just kind of felt like I was part of this big organization where everything was just being funneled up to the top which it it is it is like that and sometimes you think well I'm working this hard like shouldn't it be for me Mm -hmm. and so when that kind of idea came around I was like okay this could really be it and the second transition which was of course now the closing of Y Apparel you said you've known for about two years so if you've known for about two years what does that feeling of knowing feel like where does it sit and Mm -hmm. what's the What's the inner dialogue and negotiation that happens that kind of keeps you in that space for two years, if that makes sense? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, It definitely sat in my gut Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the point where I've actually had like serious health problems this past year. And that was like the actual glaring red light Mm -hmm. that was like, you need to stop. This no longer serves you. This is just holding you back physically, emotionally, mentally. And and I love it and I would do anything for it just as I would like any mm-hmm. kind of child. But uh, there is a point where you just have to say, like, why am I? Yeah. Why am I still doing this? And who is this for? And absolutely the dialogue comes from a lot of conditioning. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be successful. And why aren't you successful? And why don't you love this? And why don't you want to make it amazing and grow it and franchise it and, you know, sell it and make a million dollars? <laughs> and, you know, there are all these kind of thoughts of what it should be. Right. Um, and you see a lot of, you know, you see success stories and you, in those success stories of, of people that have made it, you know, so to speak, they talk about the fact that they failed a hundred times before mm-hmm. they get there, but you don't know like what that really looks like and feels like or what that dialogue is like. So in my head, I'm like, well, I only know starting and I only understand success. Right. So those are only the, the concepts that we know also from our parents and our upbringing. But like, what is this weird, crazy space in between of like not knowing and also not fitting into any model you know the the business has been sustainable kind of like ticking along over time but you just expect in your head in 10 years it will be you know amazing (laughs) or in five years it will be amazing and sometimes it just doesn't work like that and it depends on the market and your economy and the people and so many different factors and so yeah that that really for me just I think I sat with it for a little bit longer than I should have and it was actually literally digesting or not digesting mm-hmm. in my system and um I finally just had to come to the realization that I've been holding on to it and it's holding on to me and like how can I actually start to step forward and break away from it um cuz it's a lot of responsibility any business is a responsibility and it's me and one other person. So it's not like I have this huge team mm-hmm. where I can be like, oh, like delegate a little bit. And even those who have a huge team will say yeah. that they don't really feel like <laughs> the responsibility has is off their shoulders yet. But um, yeah, so I guess that's where that conversation sort of sat. And that's the space I was in for a while. And it's in, in no way gone. I'm now in this end zone where this like finishing line and I know I just need to get through it. And it's like everything is culminating. And I am just like, you can just push through to the end. And I'm like, no, no. Like I've just <laughs> sat on emails that I haven't opened for like two weeks because it's just like 
this last part is because you made the, the decision, hardest. but now you have to kind of execute. Yes, absolutely. It's interesting just because I think, and I think I've gone through this, and a lot of my friends have gone through this, where you decide to leave the corporate rat race, as they call it, even though I have friends who love it and thrive in it, but mm. there, are, there are people who don't, and they want to like leave and start their own thing um, because it, they want to do something that fulfills them. But then they take that thing that is supposed to fill them and they put it in the exact same structure <laughs> and set it to the exact same standards as the rat race, right? You need to franchise, you need to grow, you need to become. Absolutely. Other than otherwise, what was the point of you sacrificing your career for it, right? You're and, and puts this kind of weird, puts you in a weird headspace almost. Um, and I think it's only once you detach yourself from those structures and those requisites that you can actually build something for yourself that's truly for yourself and not a emulation of like what you were part of previously if that makes sense yeah definitely i think that's a really nice way of putting it and actually that was a little mini light bulb moment because we are still trying to fit into you know the one box that we've been told to fit into and you know, they even in mindfulness and meditation and, and spirituality, there's there is this idea of stepping forward with effort. So you're putting the effort in to move towards something, but you have to let go of the result. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's really hard if you're, you know, a control freak, you know, or <laughs> goal oriented or an overachiever. But it's this idea of like, can you just let go of the result and be in the process? And that's then you enjoy it because yep. you're not attached to how it's going to go. You can just actually enjoy what's happening in this moment. But then, you know, the financial stability part comes in. And that's, I guess, where a little bit of the mind dialogue overdrive comes through because it's all great to kind of do that. But can you actually trust that just by putting in the effort and letting go of the attachment that it will come back to you? And, it, you know, the law of attraction says it does. Yeah. So can you actually sit into that space and trust it and see where it takes you, whether it's to a good place or not? And if it's not a good place, then it, then that's how it was meant to be because it was supposed to teach you something. So, yeah. I know. I think like one of the things that I find, especially in this region, especially if you look at Dubai specifically, the financial aspect is super important. Like if you go to a lot of different places people don't have the aspirations of I'm going to start my business, it's going to grow to this X, Y, I'm going to sell it for this much, or I'm going to become this successful, et cetera, et cetera. That concept of legacy building mm. and having an empire mm -hmm. and being, you know, the next Gary V or the next whoever yeah. is not necessarily a concept. A lot of people just kind of live their lives. They work a normal job. Sometimes, you know, and whether it's a nine to five in an office or whether you're a barista in a coffee shop and that's your life experience. And yeah. you might be married, you might have kids, you might just go snowboarding in, yeah. in the winter, whatever it is. That concept of leg legacy building is not really built in, that you represent the family you come from and you need to build to the, you know, build up for the family that is coming after you. Yes. You know, you, a lot of places have this concept of, no, you live for yourself and this is your life and whatever it is, it is. Mm. And I think people sometimes forget that not everyone's out there trying to build an empire. <laughs> you know what? what? I mean? Who are these people? <laughs> yeah. And can they come and teach us? Um, right. No, it's true. There, There is a level of contentment, right? Like the sense of just being okay with 
what you have and where you're at. And I think it's because we heard all these stories of yeah. our families being like, well, I, you know, came from the village and I had to like do this to be good at school and I had to walk this far and yeah. I had to do this to get to the top of my class. And only if I was in the top three would I make it to university. And yeah. even in university, I had to do this and that. And you just think about like, you just associate success with this like struggle mm -hmm. and absolutely making it to the top mm -hmm. and seeing you know, how much they had to work and go through to get to where they got to. Um, and even if they don't implicitly say it, like, oh, this is what you have to do to be valued and worthy. Um, obviously, the messages are there through the stories. Right. And yeah, you know, I think it would be hard to say like, hi, mom and dad, I'm just going to be a barista. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, even when I said yeah. I was starting my business that selling clothes, yeah, there it, it wasn't technology or like being a doctor or yeah. a lawyer or an engineer. And so that was still very like, whoa, 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 this is, this is crazy. This is crazy, crazy, you know? <laughs> Thankfully they were supportive, but it's, it's so true. Can you just be okay with whatever you decide to create and live with that and be content? Yeah. And so looking at your life now, how is it different than what you expected it was going to be or how, that you expected it was going to turn out to be? This is the thing about taking risk is that once you've done it, A, you become like seasoned at mm -hmm. it. So I feel like there's no way I would have been as much of a daredevil before mm -hmm. with my, I guess with my career at least. But it does, it gives you this sense of like, oh, I'm just going to try this. I'm going to step into this and see where that goes. And like, oh, this sounds really fun. I'm going to move into this space. And and like I've started and scrapped like so mm -hmm. many things. But the art of just taking the risk and creating is just so liberating and so exhilarating. So I don't think I would have been as risky before in this space and so that's been the coolest part like looking back between then and now and also i don't know if i would have had the space to find out what i'm really passionate about doing i am i think i wanted to become a partner in the you know corporate pr firm that i was in mm -hmm. that was probably going to be my goal is working up the ladder so it's just i thought i don't think you can ever know what the outcome will be but change is always great it's always good like it's good to put yourself through something and see what comes out on the other side or who comes out on the other side like what are the beliefs that you've realized you've been holding on to that aren't really serving your highest potential right. and what can you shed and let go of and then it's a continuous rebirth like it really is i feel like and lastly our topic for this week is feeling lost what have you gone through that I guess qualifies you to speak to this experience <laughs> as if we have not already kind of discussed it? But yeah. Still. Yeah. I mean, I think feeling lost is part of our fabric as human beings, because at the end of the day, we're all seekers. We're either seekers of love or seekers of truth or seekers of community or seekers of new ideas. And so I think there's always this push and pull this mm -hmm. give and take of, and being in that middle space of where do I go from here but I mean I think transition and and big life changes are really the teachers for this so you know I lived in the U.S. for seven years I went to university and lived there and I thought I was going to live there forever and went through the whole culture shock of being there 
and then moved back to the UAE and had to re-culture shock myself back into (laughs) being here because I was I was born and raised here but it felt you know there was a lot of conflict there and so that was a huge kind of feeling lost change transition and then kind of working and doing the corporate thing and then be jumping off the cliff being completely lost and just not knowing what's going to come from that point and now letting go of this thing that has created or has helped me come into this life of wellness or well-being and letting go of that and and then who am i without that i guess that's the question of being lost right, right. like exactly. who am i without this job or without this person or without this community or without this house or this country um and so that's where you just have to keep being reminded of you know are you those things does it matter and actually like what are you without them and what could you be and what's the potential wow okay that's amazing yeah well, i mean i'm going to end the episode on that note i think okay. awesome <laughs> so Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode, Dina. Uh, Where can everyone find out more about you? Thank you for having me. Um, You can find me. My website has some information, dinarandour.com, G-H-A-N-D-O-U-R. Wellness with Dina on Instagram and Facebook. And then on your amazing podcast, they can come and learn more about me. (laughs) Great. We'll put all the links in the episode description, guys. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, You can find the links to everything in the episode description. You can also hear the rest of our discussion about feeling lost on Wednesday. So make sure to subscribe if you haven't already um, to get notifications. And as always, we love your messages. We love your questions. So keep them coming. This is only episode one of season three. So we've got a lot more for you. Uh, This is Mshad Arnazi signing out. Bye, guys. See you.